Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? I keep telling Sarah to start an Instagram called Ducky and Rigby, or Rigby and Ducky, and it's just going to be fun little pictures. Rugby and Dicky. <laughs> Rugby and Dicky. <laughs> just be fun pictures and videos of the two of them. The reason I really think she should do it is because, like, if she really did it, then we could, like, she could get free pet food and shit from people that'd be like, hey, yeah, sponsor. Yeah, on that. Right, like, sponsor. It wouldn't even be a matter of, maybe it's not, an, like, an income stream so much as a matter of, like, so, pet some, supplies. Right, like, they'll just send us pet supplies yeah. to then, like, share a picture of it mm-hmm. if it gets to be popular, which I think it would be because they're both cute as fuck. Everybody Absolutely. loves a good video of a cat and a dog wrestling. They do this thing sometimes, the two of them, where they'll wrestle and they'll both put, like, their mouth on the other one's neck and then just stop. <laughs> they're like at a stick they're like, like laying on their we, side cool? and they're both like is like kind of okay? looks like they're starting to hug but they're both just still like okay wow we're gonna are you gonna all right my all right and then they let it go and walk away <laughs> like, funny. yeah it's really funny all so, right welcome to the feeny call oh uh, good <laughs> <laughs> yes i got all of that so anyway i'm skyler i'm megan and Rugby is, uh, and Dickie are here. And Rugby and Dickie are here. <laughs> For the record, they're Rigby and Ducky. <laughs> this is season one, episode seven, named Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. And here comes Rue McClanahan, mm-hmm. Grandma Matthews. Mm-hmm. She's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. What a um, shame she does not make more appearances. I know. You know. I know. I don't think she makes any more. No, I don't think so. I think it's just this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's Rolling Stone, so she doesn't come around very often. That's true. Obviously. It wouldn't really make sense for her to be around all yes. that often, you know. Um, yes. Okay, I think it's. It's my a great. Turn. It is your turn for the thirty-second recap. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Okay, so the Matthews grandma rolls into town, and she's all like, "I want to do things with each of you individually," and so she takes Eric to the car show, and she takes Morgan to go shopping, and then she promises Corey that she's going to take him to get his baseball card signed the next day, and uh, she ends up not showing up, and so they end up making a lot of muffins, and he realizes in the process that he accidentally abandoned his dad and Sean. They were supposed to go on a fishing trip this weekend, and another subplot, uh, Mr. Feeney's niece comes into town, who's played by the wonderful Carrie Russell, and uh, Eric takes her out on a date, and they make out. Time! Yeah. I mean, was I wrong? No, 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 you're not wrong. It's interesting. As you were describing this episode, I was like, this is kind of like a waiting for Godot episode in a way. <laughs> you can spend a lot of this episode where nothing's really happening. I um, like this episode, though. I, oh, I love it. It's a good one. As it's soon as for I sure. heard La Cucaracha, I was like, oh, yes, it's the grandma episode. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I got kind of excited. Right. Um, yeah, and Rue McClanahan is there. So, of the Golden uh, Girls. Of the Golden Girls. And other things. But uh, other things. Very much so of the Golden Girls. All right, what did you learn? What did I learn? So, I, I had to think about this one a little bit. It's a it's a head scratch. I was kind of like, you know, this is a very like sitcom sitcom episode. Uh-huh. And it's not immediately clear to me to sit down and watch it like we do and be like, all right, here's the takeaway, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, well, here's the greater takeaway. It's easy to be like, here's the takeaway for these characters. Yes. Right? But it wasn't super easy to be like, here's the takeaway for you, young viewer. Here's what I arrived at. I can I I've decided this episode is about two things mm-hmm. for me at least. Uh, one, the bigger one being that like this understanding that even grown-ups are not infallible. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of like when you're a kid, 
you think so much about all these adults that surround you, your parents and, the, and your teachers. And when you're a kid, you have no concept of how old anyone is. Um, and And you just think like, oh, adults know like what they're doing, right? And, Especially ones that you love and revere. Right. You're like, oh, my parents can do no wrong. Like, I know that. My grandparents like could do no wrong. I know that. I'm like, right. And your teachers could do no wrong. Meanwhile, I was having this conversation yesterday with a, with a friend about teachers and I was like I know high school teachers that like that like are my friends Mm -hmm. and shit like that and I'm like they're like fucking 25 and like teaching a 17 year old or something I'm like what kind of fucked up nonsense is that meanwhile I thought about it I was like my AP English teacher in my senior year of high school was probably 26 Mm -hmm. now like reflecting and like remembering what she looked like and and just her everything about her i was like she could not have been 30 mm-hmm. she had to be mid-20s yep i was just thinking about it. I'm like, how fucking bizarre is that that yes. i had so little understanding and moreover how bizarre is it that one year later she effectively could have been like a friend i made in college mm-hmm. if she had been a non-traditional student or something right yeah. like that's fucking weird but again you just oh my teachers and grown-ups that i love and like care about or respect or have authority over me, they know what they're doing in their lives, right? And they can't do anything wrong. Or even, not even a matter of they can't do anything wrong, but just like, they always know what they're doing, right? Yes. And so this episode does a nice job of being like, sometimes grownups, they don't have it together, yeah. you know? They don't do it right. Absolutely. And like starting to plant that idea, you know, here's grandma, we all love grandma, great, right, right, yeah. But like from the second she shows up, Alan says like, oh, good. Yeah. Grandma, yeah, right. right? Like... He knows that somebody's getting let down. So I think that that's that's an important takeaway here is the understanding that like just because they're your parents or your grandparents or your teacher, like they're humans that fuck shit up still. And what I think then like the turnaround from that is Alan does a great job of explaining to Corey that like, yeah, sometimes like she and the greater adult world fucks it up. Mm -hmm. But she also like loves you all the same it's not like she doesn't fuck it up because she doesn't care about you like that's not why some like she messed up but that does not diminish her love for you in any way she's still just a person Mm -hmm. that forgets things like you forgot to call sean Mm -hmm. about the fishing trip right you know like yeah just another person forgetting something Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you don't love them there was a smaller one i was going to talk about that i've forgotten (laughs) (laughs) here i'll say you go ahead yeah i'll get i'll see if i see if it comes back the phrase love languages kept kind of coming to mind Mm, because mm. especially with alan sitting Corey down at the end and being like you name it she has abandoned me on so many issues and she has done this and she forgot to do this and whatever but she like woke me up in the middle of the night we went to cape canaveral which is a great place, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been. I've never been. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. It's very, uh, it's like one of those educational fun places. It's not educational boring. It's actually educational fun. Yeah, I would love to go. I never have. So he was like, she woke me up, took me to Cape Canaveral, whatever. It was great. I will never forget that. Like that is something so exciting that we got shared together. And Mm -hmm. that's how she shows me that she loves me is she, even though she is, yeah, fallible and she does make mistakes and she is not perfect by any stretch of the mind, Mm -hmm. she still takes the time to show me that she loves me just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like you have to... You can't discredit somebody just because 
they don't show love the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that was kind of where my, what, what came to mind for me was don't discredit someone because they don't show love the same way that you do. Right, right. I think that's good. I like that. The idea of this mm-hmm. all being about like the love languages there mm-hmm. and that whole idea of understanding how you give and receive mm-hmm. love is not exactly how somebody else may give mm-hmm. and receive love. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. I like that a lot. Oh, thanks. Uh-huh. Oh, That's thanks. good. Oh, you know what? Do you have any trivia about this episode? So actually, my trivia is more about Eric because Eric is prominent in this episode. This is yes. one of the first episodes where Eric is truly prominent and has sure. kind of his own storyline that doesn't involve Corey necessarily. Yeah. He has his own thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's granted, And it's, it's more than Morgan, like a couple of one-liners. Yes, correct. If auditions had gone according to plan, the cast would have been... Harry Barandas as Eric and Anthony Tyler Quinn as Alan. However, Anthony Tyler Quinn, who plays Turner mm-hmm. later on, right. was too young. And Harry Barandas was actually cast in Eric Matthews. And there's a VHS of the pilot shot with him in it floating oh. around somewhere in the universe. <laughs> it was, it, I guess it was created and then it was recast. And Alan was um, obviously is now Will, William Russ. And then Will Friedell took the place of Harry Interesting. But yeah, somewhere in the world, there is a pilot episode where, where those both where those, those roles both those roles are not William Ross and Wilfred Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that it was Anthony Tyler Quinn too, and that yeah. like they gave him a role later. Yep. Well, yeah, because they he was too young, so sure. he didn't actually have the part. Matt McCoy was originally cast as Alan Matthews, mm-hmm. but Anthony Tyler Quinn auditioned for Mr. Matthews, and they were like, "Yeah, you're too young." Sure. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyway, so um, that's my fun trivia. That's neat. I like that. I, you know, while we're talking age, I there was something Feeney says that ticked my just interest a little bit in terms of age, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's when he comes over and he asks about entertaining a teenage girl, as he phrases it, which... I have so many thoughts <laughs> on everything that happened with, yes. with Carrie Russell, which... Carrie Russell! <laughs> Carrie Russell! Yeah. She's so great. Oh, she's, we'll dive deep really in that. She's really cute and good in she this did, episode. She's so too. good in this she's episode. She's so good. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's, um, I, she's top. She does really well in this episode. Top drawer. Top drawer. <laughs> I thought about, though, Eric says, like, you got a date with a teenage girl? And he says, not since the Eisenhower administration, mm-hmm. right? So what is that? That's, that's like 1950, right? Mm-hmm. 40 years ago. So Feeney is 60. He's in his 20s. Early 20s. Right. What struck me as interesting was the previous episode where he talks, where uh, Corey stays up late watching the game with his dad. Mm -hmm. And Feeney talks about how he wanted to stay up to listen to the president on the radio. Was it Truman, though? It was Truman. Yeah. Announcing the end of the war, right? Was the mm-hmm. was the announcement on the radio, or yeah? So that would have been that would have been forty five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he talks about it as if he was like a ten year old boy. Yeah. Oh, so I guess that does all kind of line up. Then. Kinda. He would he would have been he could have been Let's like seventeen. Let's sure. say he's twelve. Sure. Because he's relating it to Corey, who's the if they were similar age, he'd be right. somewhere between ten and twelve. Yeah. So then give it another. He would have been ten years between like seventeen and twenty yeah, in yeah, Eisenhower yeah. administration. Okay, so okay. it all does all right. line up. All right, it lines up. Yeah, I all was right, just like, this world, you got away with it. This 
There's one continuity timeline checkmark for you. Well, um, there's an inconsistency in this one, though. And going back to the Aerosmith episode where they go to the Aerosmith concert, Alan is like, I had parents like you wish that you had. But I had those parents who were boring and stick in the muds and didn't leave the mm-hmm. house and didn't get involved. And then we see Alan's and th- mom, then Alan's mom. <laughs> is a rolling stone and she's like partying all over the nation. And she's like, I was just, I just came from wherever the fuck in mm. my van. And she's apparently had that Winnebago since Alan was a kid mm-hmm, because he mm-hmm. says that she threw him in, threw the, Winnebago. Him in the Winnebago. Yeah. So she's had it for a while. So clearly she has been yeah, yeah, up yeah. and out and You're around. Right. So the only thing that I can think of is that that is his biological mother, but he grew up with step-parents, or step-mom. That could make, yeah. However, she's still wearing a wedding ring. Oh. So maybe yeah. she had a husband, maybe he died, or they got divorced, and she still wears a ring or whatever. Or maybe it was just a decoration ring. They do that in Friends all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the only explanation that I could think of, is that maybe Alan grew up with... Maybe that was still when his parents were together and then they got divorced and then maybe Mm -hmm. Alan moved in with his dad and his stepmom, but we don't get enough of that. Maybe it'll come to light a little bit more as the series continues, but I found that was very inconsistent was Alan said that. I was like, wait a second. Kind of feels like they probably just forgot they They wrote. They probably did. You know, it feels like they... I mean, listen, that was close to the same episode where Sean said he had a sister. Right. Well, and in this episode, Corey calls over to Sean's house to Mrs. Hunter. Yep. I mean, which that, is fair. Which fair. Because like, Verna's still Verna's there, there at this and, point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was funny. That he was like, he stole my dad. And then at the end, he's like, I didn't steal your dad. He walks away. He's like, bye, bye dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, it was a good bit. Uh, I, but I did think about this. I don't. I can't honestly say that I would have been comfortable going alone on a trip with any of... It's just a fishing trip. It's just a day trip. But still, right. I think about growing up... When you're up, 11, would you have gone on a gone, trip one-on-one I, with one of your friend's dads? I don't... Well, not dad. Friend's mom, I For guess. For me, it would be mom. Sure. I'm sure. My parents would have been like, oh, no. But <laughs> I'm, I don't think that I would have. Maybe my 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 best friend growing up, her name was Libby, I might have felt... I, we were so close that I called her parents Aunt Mary and Uncle Pat. Mm. Like, that's how close our families were. Yeah. And so maybe I would feel comfortable going somewhere with Aunt Mary. I think I had been alone with Aunt Mary before, but not like a day trip. And granted, it's and fishing. You're just kind of sitting and being quiet. So it's well, not so, like you have so to Well, so the difference being, though, right, that it was not a matter of... The, the, that was not the plan. Yeah. The, right? Well, originally, yes. But even, I feel like if Sean had shown up and he had been like, all right, I'm ready to go, and Alan's like, actually, Cora's ditching us, uh, Sean would have been like, all right, fine. That's okay. Maybe another day. Bye. And like, but left, what? But what? Still went. What I was led to believe was not that Sean came over to the house oh, that and he they went. Came was to that the Sean went area. like met at? They were gonna like Sean was gonna meet Corey and Alan. But then at, why did he come home with them afterwards? Then he came home help with carry Alan. the gear. Maybe I mean Alan gave him. But a then ride wouldn't home. you need to carry the gear there if he helped? If you help carry it home, then wouldn't you need to carry it there? None of it makes sense. I understand. None of it makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying in that, like, Yeah, that was what I kind of resonated. I was like, you know, Sean still showed up is what they say. I guess. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, brain. Here we go. 90s things. Okay, so cell phones weren't a big thing. Right. Were not a thing, really, except for the top tier. So then they said, meet us there at this time. Yeah. So he met them there. Great. Awesome. Cool. We don't know when we're going to be done fishing. We don't mm-hmm. know what time. So how about this? I'm going to bring take him you home. home and we'll call from the landline because that makes sense 
in yeah. 1993. Yeah, I mean, it, it may it holds up to be like, okay, Sean, meet us at the wharf. And yeah. then, like, telling Sean's parents, like, I'll bring him home at the end of the day. There's no sense for you to come pick him up. But, you know, like, that way. Well, yeah, and they don't know. I mean, the fish don't know when be it's biting done. all day. Or right, like, we don't know when we're going to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all holds up, I think. That's okay. what I think right. happened. Fair, fair. Sean... I just still would not feel, I don't think I would feel comfortable. Sure. Being alone with, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have with one of my best friend's dads, mm-hmm. just, like, one-on-one time in a boat. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would have. Nowadays, I could see spending time with my significant other's parents one-on-one. Like, I would go out with Quinn's mom and right. just hang. Well, you're an adult. But, yeah, I'm an adult <laughs> now. So it's like, mm, Well, but even now, even I think about, I guess I'd go out with Ray's mom. I don't, or I guess I'd go out with Jamie's mom. Like, I don't know if I'd feel, I mean, maybe. I guess it depends. It depends I don't think I've ever hung out one-on-one with a parent. With the parents of any of my friends no i mean i've definitely been with sarah's parents without her or i feel like actually you know what in college there was a time i wasn't one-on-one though it was like me and another friend yeah were together with another friend's parents Parents, and that friend wasn't there um that's fair i guess i've been home so hannah's dad came to visit just for I don't know if I've said this before. I think I said it last episode. Ray and Hannah are my roommates. So when I reference them, that's who I'm talking about. But Hannah's dad came up to help us install our air conditioning units. Mm -hmm. And he, Hannah had to work. And so it was just he and I alone. And we like chatted and had a good time. Just the two of us. I mean, Scott, Scott and I are like, I'd hang out with Scott. Yeah. Scott's a cool guy. I'd love to kick back on like share a beer with Scott. If you're listening, just know (laughs) that I'd love to hang out. Um, he's got a lot to say. He's a really cool guy. He's very cultured. You oh, look dude, at him and Scott's you're like, top notch, right? You look at him and you're like, this is this Ron Swanson motherfucker. But he's like a really cool guy. Yeah. He's like super cool. A anyway. big fan of Scott Ewing and Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. I, Mandy I, loves me. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, I bet you they um, love me more. We're just gonna have a little competition over okay, that. Well, Scott and Mandy, if you you're listening, you if have you, to choose. If you're listening, I'm really sorry that I just. <laughs> said the f word on the uh, air so many times that i said it <laughs> all right whatever anyway um so that's all that so um, that's all of that anything else what did anything else to learn i, I knew i had another lesson in mind that i wanted to talk about if you about. think of it just interject it somewhere i'm gonna rack my brain for it okay you go We're on gonna, gonna so on who in their right mind first of all would date eric all he can think of for date ideas are movie dinner, movie dinner, movie dinner. He makes dinner, that very movie, clear. Dinner, and dinner, I'm movie, like, movie. that is the most boring. I wouldn't date. Of course Eric never has a date. I wouldn't date him either. When you're they fi- have a carnival in town and he, like it's Morgan's idea to take her to the carnival. Like, sure. Come on. Movie when you dinner, are 15, really. what else do you do? We, when I was. You cannot drive. You cannot drive. That is true. You are 15. You can still be dropped off at places, though. I feel when I was... But you are like... You're going on effectively your first couple of dates, and everything you know is perpetuated from film and television that says probably like dinner movie stuff. Fair, but still. I remember doing a lot of different kinds of things with... Even just like going out for like, a cup of coffee and then, like, taking a walk to a park from there mm-hmm. or, like, something like that. Like, there are walking options. You can take a walk. Mm-hmm. I've been on a lot of walks. There were a lot of hiking trails where I am from um, in 
very interesting, like different parts of town. We have a drive, uh, it's called Grandview Drive, and there are a couple of places you can stop and sit down, and like the view is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the only hills in Illinois, so. <laughs> I want you to um, know, and I know that this is not what you what you mean, but it all sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> you can go on a walk. We all went on a lot of walks. Lot There's of these walks. spots on the walks that you can stop. Like it does. everything it about it dirty. sounds I like promise. a euphemism. I, I understand that's not what you're after. No, no. Um, um, no, I mean, I agree. Like, like it's boring to just do dinner and movie. Yeah. Even also, biking? five the go, record. Go for what? No, go ahead. Five. It's a, anyway, it was like a for the record, but five the record just oh, to like okay, emphasize okay. it more. Biking. Yeah, you could go biking. Mm-hmm. You could go hiking. There are other options. And it's summer, so they're, uh, they can be outside. They can take a walk. Is it summer? Well, they're, they're going to the carnival. Carnival is usually a summer thing, or like a fall thing. They're in school. That's true, but they're outside with very light jackets on. I mean, it's probably... Well, it's she like, doesn't even have a jacket it's on. It's November. I don't know what weather is like in Philly in November. But she's outside with without a jacket. First of all, her outfit is... So urban outfitters, it's insane. But yeah, I, I mean, she looks great. Something, yeah, like that. Yeah, she anyway. dresses so well in this episode. But yeah, she uh, is outside without a coat to start with. Feeny's got on a light coat. It's a nice November, but it yes. has to be November because the previous episode was Halloween, and we moved you're sequentially. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're coming up on a Christmas episode, so we like are. we're in November. So I guess yeah. Well, whatever. It's a fall fest. Anyway, sure. You can still, but that's a nice time to go for a walk. You can go for a walk. You can pick up an ice cream cone on the way. Hell, he can even go to the mall. He took Morgan to the mall in the in previous episode. That's the thing. The in and... the 90s, if you were going on dates, you, it was like you, people went to the mall all the time. That's true. People went to the mall and were mall rats, 80s and 90s. <laughs> a lot that of mall is, rats. That is very true. But anyway, Eric's like, the only thing you can do is dinner movie, dinner movie, dinner movie. I was like, oh my God, no wonder no one. But the interest, yeah, the interest, we're not supposed to think he's good at dates. Yeah, that's know? true. That's true. But he has some moves. I mean, he ends up making out with her and there's like full-on tongue they like make out Mm -hmm. it's not some peck on the lips Mm -hmm. disney channel shit it's Mm -hmm. full-on like Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i saw carrie russell's tongue (laughs) so hashtag carrie russell's tongue but he did come out and he whips the bag of fertilizer oh Oh, that's really that's a great scene where do you want me to leave this fertilizer mr feeney i didn't intend to move it so hard It's so good. I I love Eric, and I love this episode of him in it, and he's just trying to be the cool kid, and then he has the stupid model's signature on his arm. Mm -hmm. It cracks me up. One of the things that I thought of that was kind of a random thought, but Mrs. Matthews, uh, she starts making cake, or no, she starts making muffins. They make all of these muffins, and then she's like, I think I'm going to make a cake. And I was like, are you trying to carbo load? What's going on? What's happening? Make something healthy, damn it. Right? Like, make a healthy, I don't know. She's just trying to distract. Make a stew. I don't know. Just trying to distract Corey. I know, which is why she got my MVP this week. Oh, we're there. All right. Yeah. Tell me about it. Mrs. Matthews, I feel like, is one of the only people who's, uh, other than Mr. Matthews, she's very honest with Corey in a way that, obviously, the grandma is not. Mm -hmm. She tries to distract him. I don't know. She's kind of, he's like, grandma's not coming. And she's like, no. And we're going to sit down and have a little conversation about it. You need to talk to me about it and kind of vent to me because I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something yeah. that she does. Obviously her husband has talked to her about this from his childhood. So it's, it's a, I don't know. I definitely like Mrs. Matthews in this episode. And yet she's still so welcoming to her mother-in-law and she kind of mm-hmm. knows that she's going to break one of her kids' hearts, but she's not like, get out of my house. She's, like, welcoming to her. I love what you just said about this idea 
of these conversations her and Alan have had. Yes. About like his childhood, his childhood. with her. Yeah. You know, I love to imagine like what those conversations mm-hmm. were like. You know what? Talk about a spinoff. I want to see the Alan and Amy. Right? Their like, relationship. Their relationship their spinoff. Well, and there's, a, there's an upcoming episode where Alan says something about like, we broke up twice before we, it's sometimes oh, yeah, before yeah, 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 yeah. having issues. Right. He says, we broke up twice. And she's like, we broke up once. Right, right. And got back together. And he's like, I never oh, let you date whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good. I it's would love to one. see a series that's about Alan and Amy and yeah. their their youth. Presumably, they're in their thirties. Yes. Well, if Eric's fifteen, then they've got to be mid thirties. At least, well, if they met in high school, probably got married. Neither of them went to college, so they probably got married shortly after high school. So I can imagine they were maybe twenty and 21 22 when they had Eric. I mean they talk about how young they were. Yeah. Yeah, so, 30, so like they were they were maybe 20 right now. Yeah, yeah, they're mid 30s. Well, and when she has Joshua, which is 5 years later? 5 years something like that. Years are erroneous. Years are, yeah, it doesn't matter, but she, <laughs> Sure, five. she's like 40 Yeah, she says she's in her early for 40s. Her, yeah, cuz it's I mean that's technically considered a geriatric pregnancy there being in your 40s, especially in the 90s. Alan was a contender for MVP. Mm-hmm. However, when Carrie Russell goes into the house, he comes out and makes a comment he about dies. her. And I was like, no, he does. no, no, sorry. You lost me. We're yeah. done. How dare you yeah, get out? He does say nice. Nope. No, no, no. Yeah, that's nope. a little skeevy. Nope. She's 15, dude. She is not of age. Not okay. Uh-uh. Hell no. Yeah. Stop objectifying your son's dates. No. That's mm. why he, he lost me in that, that's in that moment. That's fair. That is fair. Um, and he has an honest-to-goodness moment with Corey later. Overall, I think he's a good dad. That's also a very 90s thing, I feel like. And just whatever. That's Well, that's a very stereotypical sitcom thing for the dad to be like, the son to be like, yeah, and then I nailed this one chick or whatever, and the dad to be like, nice. Like, that's a very, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, Grandma walks in, like, we're going to go to the auto show and check out some babes, you know? <laughs> I mean, they're very good about Eric's, Eric's budding sexuality. I feel like, especially with, like, the hickey thing, how his mom just, like, gives, she, like, shoots him a look, and obviously, they probably had a conversation about it later, but they're very good about being patient with him as he's going through this, like, all right, girls are the most important thing to me right now, and... Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So. I mean, I, I appreciate... It may have came, come too little too late. I do appreciate later in the series when we, we get an episode all for uh, for Eric to discover what it's like to, to... When Eric and Jack go in hiding as women. Yes. Uh, and when they're in college. Well, we get, we get that We get with Sean. Earlier. Yeah, we get it earlier with Sean. And that's that's a great comeuppance episode for Sean. Yes, I cannot wait um, to get that episode. That is a top contender for my favorite episode. It's a good one. Uh, I was gonna say though, I think that like that same episode kind of needs to happen for Eric in terms of how he talks Treats, about yeah. women. I guess I don't know. You know, he doesn't. We don't see him ever treat women poorly. He's no, always begging at their feet. I mean, he's just very. He's objectifying like any fifteen-year-old boy, sixteen-year-old boy. You know, he gets his lessons later. He needed them earlier. Anyway, my MVP of the episode goes to Morgan. Um, yes, because the greatest Morgan. This is my brother. <laughs> he's very shy. <laughs> I love Morgan in this She's episode. So great. And it's like I love that it's horse shit when we start with Eric literally dog training her. Oh, right. It's so good. It's, she opens ah, ah, like it's it's a great joke and it's also 
awful and i love how manipulative she is and using that to her advantage and and how smart she is about everything she says she got Um, wise yeah she wises up i just i think that morgan shines in this episode she shines Um, in the past too really she does she gets some great comedy you said you wanted to... And she comes, yeah. in, uh, she comes in after she goes shopping with Grandma and she's wearing a coat exactly Oh, like I know. Grandma. You're right. I wanted so to comment cute. on that. She's wearing the same fringe so jacket. Cute. It's really cute. For real. I, Such a good episode for guest stars and a good episode for... Anyway. Yeah. It was... A, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the mo- more... And I think I've said this about a couple... It's one of the most like sitcommy sitcom episodes, yeah. I think, because it's like we got your you know popular guest stars, mm-hmm. we got a co- plot of no consequence, uh, we've yeah. got just some some good jokes, some excellent screen time mm-hmm. for the youngest kid in the cast, like yeah, the most like by the book, great '90s yes. sitcom episode. But it you know it, it it is it's a good one. It's a good one. It's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy and it. And no no small part due to the performances all around yes cool uh you can like us on facebook and instagram yes yes um or twitter twitter we're at feeny call also facebook at feeny call like us subscribe do the do the thing all the things Mm -hmm. rate review but only if it's nice (laughs) (laughs) subscribe subscribe um write to us if you uh if you disagree with anything that we say or if you wanted to point anything out or if you have any trivia that you'd like us to share on the show just let us know can we get a vine can we get yes! a vine? <laughs> we're going to get a vine. We're going to get a MySpace. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, if we're being honest, Vine was the greatest was thing that ever best. happened to social media. Story. And how upsetting is that it, that it it's imploded. Gone? You know, like of it's all sad. of these terrible ass social media things that we have in the world, how upsetting is it that Vine had to die? But how fortunate are we that they are all documented and put <laughs> in collaborations and on YouTube? Compilations? What did I say? Collaborations. That's not what I meant. Compilations. Go <laughs> watch some Vine compilations. Go watch some Vine compilations. <laughs> Why not? Go do it. You think it's a rainy any... day. You know what? Chicago? I remember there was a good Vine that was using, that was, uh, it was the dance Corey and Sean do. The one with oh, the yeah? Band, and it was set to, some, set to some great hip hop track. Okay, cool. Yeah. Class right. dismissed. Wait, say it again. I said all right at the same time. God damn it. Oh, sorry. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>